Hey, blues fans, welcome to another episode of This Week in the Blues. I'm your host, Jimbo Big Train Matson, with Big Train and the Locomotives. So let's take a look at what happened this week in blues history. Guitarist, singer, record producer, and songwriter Mike Zito was born November 19, 1970, in St. Louis. He got a start in music by singing at local events at a young age, and as a teenager, picked up the guitar and began playing regularly around his hometown. In 2008, he signed with Eclecto Groove Records and had his first release titled Today. The following year, he released Pearl River, and Zito was awarded Song of the Year at the 2010 Blues Music Awards for the title track off that album. Blues guitar player Chris Kane was born November 19, 1955. Kane was something of a late bloomer, not cutting his first album until he was past 30 and releasing a breakthrough comeback effort when he was in his early 60s. But if it took the public a while to catch on to his music, he'd long had the respect of his peers, with hotshot guitarist Joe Bonamassa citing him as one of his favorite players. As a guitarist, Kane's style shows the influence of B.B. King and Albert King, both of whom were friends and mentors. Dwayne Allman, the blues and rock guitarist, session musician, and founder and original leader of the Allman Brothers Band, was born November 20, 1946. Dwayne Allman went from musical unknown to one of rock's most revered guitar virtuosos, only to die a legend, all in about 24 months. He barely had time to establish his legacy, much less his name. Born in Nashville, Tennessee, Allman began playing the guitar at the age of 14. The voodoo man himself, New Orleans' own Dr. John, was born November 20th in 1941. Malcolm John Rebenack became Dr. John on stage and took the sounds of New Orleans blues, jazz, and R&B and twisted them into new forms. As time went by, he would later become one of the strongest proponents of the Crescent City's musical heritage, celebrating the songs and artists that made the city great. R&B pianist bandleader Lloyd Glenn was born November 21st in 1909. He was a pioneer of the West Coast blues style. Born in San Antonio, Texas, Glenn played with various jazz bands in the Dallas and San Antonio areas. He moved to California in 1941, joining the Walter Johnson Trio in 1944 and finding employment as a session musician and arranger. He accompanied T-Bone Walker on his 1947 hit, Call It Stormy Monday, and later the same year made his own first solo records, billed as Lloyd Glenn and his Joymakers. Happy birthday to King Biscuit Time, blues radio show that first aired on November 21st, 1941. It's still the longest running daily American radio broadcast in history. The program is broadcast each weekday from the Delta Cultural Center on KFFA in Helena, Arkansas. Join me and tune into the program every day from 12.15 to 12.45 online when they stream the show straight from the studio on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. On November 22, 1982, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble started recording their debut album, Texas Flood, which was released on June 13, 1983 by Epic Records. The album was named after a cover 
featured on the album Texas Flood, which was first recorded by blues singer Larry Davis in 1958. Texas Flood was recorded in the space of three days at Jackson Brown's personal recording studio in Los Angeles. Vaughn wrote six of the album's ten tracks. Blues pianist, singer, and whistler Whistlin' Alex Moore was born November 22, 1899 in Dallas, Texas. He's best remembered for his recordings of Across the Atlantic Ocean and Black Eyed Peas and Hog Jowls. Although his family did not own a piano, a young Moore learned the instrument by watching others. In 1915, he performed on Dallas radio station WWR and continued to play for tips at various social gathering places and juke joints in Dallas. Blues legend R.L. Burnside was born November 23, 1926. He once asked me, what's the food in the jail like here, when I was helping run sound at one of his shows up in Iowa. Burnside made his home in Holly Springs, Mississippi, in the hill country above the Mississippi Delta. He learned his guitar from his neighbor, Mississippi Fred McDowell. Up until the mid-80s, Burnside was primarily a farmer and a fisherman, and it wasn't until the 1990s that he really began recording and touring. On November 23, 1936, room 414 of the Gunter Hotel in San Antonio, Texas, was the scene of a historic recording session by blues artist Robert Johnson. The recording session was held on November 23rd to the 25th in 1936. In the ensuing three-day session, Johnson played 16 selections and recorded alternative takes for most of them. Among the songs Johnson recorded in San Antonio were I Believe I'll Dust My Broom, Sweet Home Chicago, and Crossroad Blues, which later all became blues standards. Blues pianist Eddie Boyd was born November 25, 1914. Born near either Clarksdale or Stovall, Mississippi, he learned to play the guitar and the piano. Boyd moved to Memphis in 1936, where he played piano and then joined the Great Migration of African Americans north to the factories of Chicago in 1941. He accompanied musicians like Sonny Boy Williamson, Jazz Gillum, Muddy Waters, and Tampa Red. Chicago blues guitarist Jimmy Johnson was born November 25th in 1928. Johnson followed a circuitous route to the blues he grew up with in Mississippi to re-emerge on the Chicago blues scene in the 1970s, heralded as a fresh and exciting new voice in the music. Blues harmonica player Jerry Portnoy was born November 25th, 1943 in Evanston, Illinois. He first heard the blues played outside his father's carpet store in the Maxwell Street market in the late 1940s and early 1950s. Maxwell Street was a mecca for blues musicians who would play on the street for tips. Little Walter, Jimmy Rogers, Jimmy Young, Big Walter Horton, and many others all played on Maxwell Street. And they all proved influences for Jerry Portnoy and his harmonica style. Well, blues fans, we just covered some of the highlights here. Now, if you want to know more about these artists or some of the other things that happened this week in the blues, be sure to follow our social media pages or go visit our website at BigTrainBlues.com. Remember, we'll have a new episode next week. So, we'll see you then. <laughs>